interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds have shed all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me is Jesse. Yo. Can you explain the sponsor of hearts? Okay, listen, here's the thing. Christmas monsters. Like, I just think we don't get enough of them, okay? And, um, like, I was, you know, going down a rabbit hole, as usually do, because I saw some, like, great art. Um, and then I was like, oh, who is this? Who the hell is the Yule Cat? And I got really excited, because Yule Cat, right? Um, and it got better when I found out that it was, like, an Iceland. I'm pretty sure it's Icelandic. Before I miss, before I miss, inform you of the the true nature of the yes, okay, it's an Icelandic. All the scariest monsters come from Iceland. <laughs> it's an Icelandic. It's an Icelandic cat. It's a giant. So it's a giant cat. It is actually the cat belonging to a giantess who's a witch. I. It's complicated, but that's not the point. The point is that. Giant cat that's a, uh, it will eat you should you uh, not receive new clothes at Christmas um, and you go wandering out into the snow. I guess it also eats naughty kids. They um, usually do, these monsters. But yeah, but it also uh, will eat you if you didn't get new clothes for Christmas and then you, you go out into the snow without your new clothes. So, uh, It's massive, and I love it, and I'm trying to figure out some way to make it a Christmas card. So then when I was also going down this rabbit hole, the the words Yule Lads came up, and I was like, that that's my new Christmas indie band, the Yule Lads. Um, so it's like 13 lads. <laughs> and that giantess I was talking about earlier, I think there's a, I, I, I think there's a giant too, but there's the giantess I am certain of. Um, she has 13 sons and they're the yule lads and they're jaunty little fellows and they're named after like annoying qualities or something like that um and they go around and they leave like presents and shoes unless you've been bad and in which case you get potato which to me is still a pretty good deal because i love potato so like potato still good Yeah, it's way better than so, cold. So, so potato, says, I can eat sweet, potato. You, you're gonna be cold, and the yule lads are like yule lads gift of potato. Gift of potato. Yes. So those are the yule cat and the yule lads. And I, I don't remember this. if this is Christmas or what, but I think my favorite weird like um, tradition from a foreign country is. And I'm sorry, it's a Welsh word, and I there's a zero percent chance I'm going to pronounce it right. But the Mari Lewid, the horse. <laughs> the horse the yeah. christmas horse it's a christmas tradition yes oh my god with the like horse skull and then they put like a little thing yeah. over it and then I, it goes I, around I, and it like knocks I on your door butchered that pronunciation but yes that is what i'm talking about i love that thing it's terrifying and wonderful but you know how horse skulls always kind of look like they're smiling yeah. so it's like so, I, so it kind of looks like it's so excited to see you i told my friend because we're having a uh um ugly sweater party on this the first the first of december like an ugly sweater slash like watching party like a you know like a chill gathering but it's hard to get anyone past like december 1st you know because everybody's got other mm -hmm. stuff um but i was like god i 
I really want to make one because, like, my particular group of friends, like, we all know about this horse and we think it's hilarious but also terrifying. Um, but, like, obviously, like, I don't have a horse skull. So I was like, but what if I, like, tried to make one out of paper, you know, like a folded one? Or and like then I was like, well, what are the... Yeah, because yeah, it's difficult to just procure a horse skull, but you could definitely make one. Yeah, one one does not procure a horse skull in California just willy nilly. Sure get one um, from like somewhere. There's probably a specialty shop that sells like animal bones or something in some remote part of the state. Is, but like, yeah, this reminds me of like when my friend was like, "You can get someone to ship you teeth in this country. I'm sure of it." Um. That was a time. But, yeah, I uh, I kind of want to make one of some kind, like, has, like, a hobby horse, but it's one of those. <laughs> I don't know what we'd do with it. It would just sit at the cross on the other end I of think the it room would, and stare at us. I think it would be with... scarier if it wasn't for the fact that they put, like, fake eyes in the eye sockets. If it just, yeah, it they was, do. If it was just an eyeless skull staring back at you, that would be a lot more frightening. But they give it goofy eyeballs. Put Google eyes on yours. And they also... <laughs> Put Google eyes, googly eyes on the horse skeleton. I they also put like a uh, like a little sheet thing over it because I think yeah. the person who is and flowers and they decorate yeah. them and stuff. It's not just like a horse skeleton, a horse skull on a stick. Um, yeah, I love weird Christmas traditions or like Yule time traditions that like somehow lived through like centuries and have changed and morphed over time as like religions and stuff changed over time and you're like why this why was this the thing that made it through but yeah yule cat and yule lad sponsoring our hearts we're moving into pre-salt Computer's acting up again, so I'm sorry if this episode's a little bit weird. But um, I got all my crafter classes in Final Fantasy XIV to level 50-ish. Um, so, like, some of them are straight up level 50, but some of them are above level 50. Um, that sure happened. Uh, now I'm in the process of trying to catch up on the Disciple of the Hand uh, story quests for those jobs. Because I just kind of blew through the leveling process, and now I get to do them all at once, which is not fun. But um, it, it requires you to craft a lot of high-quality items, and thankfully now that I have those macros, it's usually more of a guarantee that I'm going to get the high-quality item. Like, a lot of times those, um, those macros will give me a 100% chance of crafting a high-quality item at the end of them. Um, so... That's cool, at least, but I still have to get all the things that I need to make those things, and sometimes that requires me to switch classes multiple times, because I will say, oh, I need a mithril ingot, so I need to go and gather mithril ore as a miner, and then I need to go to, um, I need to switch to goldsmith, or blacksmith, or armorer. I think all of them can do ingots, but anyway, you have to switch to one of those and make the ingots, and then you have to switch back to... Um, your main class and like sew the thing up or whatever. And it's I don't. There's it's very very difficult and expensive to level your crafter classes if you're not leveling all of them at once plus your gatherers. Like it's 
it's not, it, it, it would be almost yeah. impossible because it would be so expensive to buy the materials off the market board. Um, even like fairies market board is reasonably, it's reasonable. It's not ridiculous. It's also not ridiculously cheap, like Balmung or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, those super servers where there's lots of crafters, but it's, it, it would still be just fucking expensive. So you kind of have to do them all or nothing, it, which is very annoying. Um, but yeah, fisherman is still at level twenty six. Fuck fisherman. I don't like it. It's not as easy. In minor and botanist, you just go and you hit a thing, and then you turn the items in and you gain a level. And fisherman, you have to like go and stand in one place and catch a very specific fish. And there's other fish that are in that watering hole, obviously, and the fish that you need is kind of rare. And it also needs to be a high-quality one. So, fuck you, I guess. Um, good luck. I don't like that. So, haven't really haven't really yeah. fucked around with that. But maybe someday. Um, I also reorganized my craft area. I got a little, like... It's a teeny, I, I hesitate to call it a cabinet because it's quite small. It's like maybe a foot and a half tall. Um, and it has like 60 little tiny plastic drawers in it. And I just put like all my buttons and thread and like very small trims and fastenings and stuff like that in there. Uh, it's not even halfway full, but that's, I guess, a good thing because then I can fit more thread in it. <laughs> um, and I kind of just like... Mm went through the stuff that I had and kind of like threw out stuff that I knew I wasn't going to use like some extra when I went and bought beads for Fang I had to buy like a 40 pack and I knew I wasn't going to use the rest of them so I put them aside to like get rid of I'm not sure if I'm going to throw them away or donate them because I'm not really sure what to do with them but they're they're not going to be in my stash anymore um and then you know kind of just tidied up and put things away and it's Sometimes when my apartment gets really messy, it kind of raises my anxiety because it seems cluttered and I can't find anything. And then, but then I kind of get into a loop where I'm like too anxious to do anything about it. So it is, it does definitely help me to like tidy up in small batches every now and again. So that was nice. Um, And then on Saturday I got invited to a, um, game night with the Evermore spoiler group. I hadn't actually met any of these people, so it was a little intimidating to just, like, show up and be like, hey! Mm-hmm. Um, but they're nice people, and it was fun. Um, I'm not big into board games and card games, uh, and definitely the first one that we picked out to play, I hated it. <laughs> it was something about unicorns, and you had to, like, I, I just didn't understand it at all, and I also, like, I think, I think, honestly, I didn't really want to. I was, like, dedicated to thinking that this game sucks and I didn't want to play it, you know? Sometimes you just kind of plant your feet in the sand and you're like, nah, I, I won't do this, I'm a toddler. I, because my, I have friends who are, whoop! I have, sorry, my tea almost exploded. Um, I have friends who are super duper into tabletop gaming, um, and because there's enough of us, we will, like, sit around and play tabletop games. And there have definitely been games, like, I haven't been in, as into, but have been funny because my yeah. friends are there. You know, but I know those people. So that's like, that's like I played along, but I was Um, like, I'm not enjoying this. And they could tell that I wasn't into it, I'm sure. Um, 
but I definitely have some ones that I've really liked. Like ones where, you know how there's that draw your squad meme yeah. where they're playing Monopoly and then like there's what, I'm always the person <laughs> laying on the floor. Same. Um, we also played Rotten Apples, which is a little bit like Cards Against Humanity. It's, I mean, it's adults only apples to apples, which is also a little bit like Cards Against Humanity, but like polite. And I feel like Rotten Apples is the step between um, like apples to apples and cards against humanity in terms of how raunchy it can get because it's not quite as bad yeah. as cards against humanity but some of those cards were still pretty disgusting like you know um you can definitely make them that way if you put the right emphasis on the words <laughs> but um yeah that one was fun i i mean you know it's just a bunch of people making stupid jokes the whole time so because nobody ever picks the like correct card they just pick the card that they think is funniest um I mean, yeah, that's, also that's how, how I play, I play apples, apples to apples, apples too. Still, always remember that time my friend won uh, a round of apples to apples because the question was things that are hot, and she put down firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. Um, yeah, speaking of Evermore, people, Evermore is opening this weekend. It's a, it's a opening on Black Friday, and I'm going to go to opening night, and I'm excited. Ah, my costume's ready, and it's gonna uh... it's gonna snow. So that's going to be a tie. <laughs> it started snowing today. It's going to snow all week. Can't wait to make that drive down to Pleasant Grove, but it, it, it'll it be fine. I'm sure. Um, just kind of leave early and come up with a way to keep my head dry because I didn't put a hood on my, my cape because I didn't think about this. Um, I tell it, you, but I don't want to have to sew another thing for this costume. I'm done sewing for this costume. <laughs> And you received from Jesse for Christmas one crocheted bonnet. Well, my mom, my mom made me like a beanie um, (laughs) a couple years ago for Christmas, and I really like that hat. But my worry is that it will it will get wet, and then I will be miserable Um, because it's it's knitted Mm. wool. Um, But I could still wear that. And then I was also think like we were talking in the DMs back and forth, and I was thinking about like getting getting hauling one of my scarves out and like wrapping it over my head my little russian lady please bring my me some beads russian lady please <laughs> bring me some beads um so maybe that'll work but maybe it'll be fine and i'm worrying for nothing but it also gets fucking cold in pleasant grove some nights so who knows um yeah that's my pre-salt oh okay um sorry uh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't. I did not I'm take much time down because <laughs> I just remembered something. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was writing something down because it was like one of those things that I needed to remember to do, and if I didn't remember to do it, it would be a bad time. Um, and I just remembered as I was sitting there. Sorry, everyone. I'm unprofessional, but also if I don't write stuff down, I will die. Okay, so I love how it smashed near automata route into two, the two words got smashed into one somehow, which is definitely my fault. I forgot to hit space, but like. I thought you were trying to make a pun on near and like Amorat, and I didn't understand what was going on. No, I just automata got smashed into route. Yeah, I figured that eventually. So, um, I, I guess I'll, 
I'll bring this all around. Let's start with the quick piece of uh, um, pre-salt. I I got to acquire the Nicolas Cage pillowcase that is, <laughs> is that the, the like sequence? double-sided sequence. Yeah, um, I got to actually buy that for somebody for Christmas. Someone who loves Nicolas Cage, and it'll also be funny. Um, so I'm pretty excited to give that to him. Um, I hope he doesn't. I don't think he listens to the podcast, so doesn't matter because he would definitely know it was for him uh but i just wanted people to know that i paid american dollars um to purchase that for a friend for christmas because that's where i am in my life um i can't afford a lot but i can afford a laugh it doesn't come with a pillow it just is the case but it's like i'm very poor so buy your own pillow um i love you buy your own pillow just wanted to to mention that um and then, so I had my friends um, over yesterday. Uh, well, I mean, A is always here because roommates. But I had another friend over, so we were all hanging out. Um, and it was the friend who uh, wants me to play near. Basically, I got stuck on something, and I was like, I will pay you 20 bucks to beat this for me. Um and my friend, because he's a nice person, was like, I'll do it for free. <laughs> so he came out on Sunday and uh, we decided, like, just it is like if he was here, might as well everybody hang out. Right. Um, so he helped me through this part. I was it was just like an, a never ending Galaga hallway. And I didn't have any items because I had used them all in the last fight in Eve with Eve at the beginning of my route, my first route playthrough. Um and I was just dying constantly to the Galaga hallway. I fucking hate it. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking, I I, ref- I call it the Galaga hallway because like yeah. it's just like a yeah yeah you don't know what else Bullet to call hell. it. Yeah. Um, and he's much better at dodging than I am. Although I'm getting slowly better. But then he really wants me to play this, so I was like, "Are you sure you're not going to sit here and be bored if I'm playing this?" But he wanted to, you know, give me tips and like I think he just enjoys the game. And also, he got to see firsthand my reactions to the game instead of me just screaming into the chat on Discord. Um, so, I started playing the second route. Um, I, the, when I first started hacking, I was like, I fucking hate this. This is awful. Except for now that I've been playing it, I'm all the way back into the forest realm. I got to see A2 again before she ollied out a window again. Um, so, I'm by, by now, I'm better at it. And so I hate it less. And also I find it fascinating to like have this different perspective um, from which to view the game. I'm still waiting for 9S to betray me ultimately, making me feel bad for ever wanting nice things for him like a full pair of pants. Why God does he not have a full pair of pants? Um, it really bothers me because they're like an awkward length of short and then he wears knee socks. And I'm like, bro, why don't you just wear pants like a whole pair of pants it's solidarity with 2b because she doesn't get to wear pants that's true he was like i should look like a victorian schoolboy, i guess um but i definitely i definitely told my um friend i was like i'm going to cosplay um a 9s but i'm going to wear booty shorts and <laughs> let me just make them even shorter. And um, roll them up throughout was, the day so they just keep getting shorter. This is the shortest shorts. Um, and my other friend was like, "Let's do this." Nine one one shorts. Yes. 
Um, I was like, I should make them out of the same, like, texture as, uh, um, 2B's boots. You know how they're, like, that shiny, like, almost latexy yeah. looking texture? That would be fun. Um, my crotch would be sweaty, but some, some, sometimes you just can't avoid these things. Um, cosplay. for your fashion. That's true. Cosplay be like that. Um, but I'm really enjoying a lot of the stuff I'm getting this route, um, because, okay, so the first I was like, am I just gonna have to play through the, um, what do you call it, the demo again, or the, like, uh, what do you call it, the prologue, and he's like, yep, and so I started up, and I'm expecting it to be the exact same thing, and then instead it's a tiny robot going, brother, brother, and I'm like, excuse me, this is not the uh, prologue, and he's like, are you sure? are you absolutely sure? And I, so I let it play out and I'm like, oh my God, we're just in a different place. Um, and 9S is like, why? Okay, question. Um, 9S to his operator is like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it done. But then as soon as he meets 2B, he's like, oh yeah, I'll take care of that, miss. Oh, oh. Cause he knows that and- 2B can kick his ass. That's true. I feel like his operator could kick his ass, too, but, like, she's far away, so she's not directly next to him. Um. <laughs> he's just scared of 2B. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I, at one point I yelled, oh, no, my government-designated bottom, and my friend was like, but you are the government-designated bottom now. Um, I'm like, fuck, you're right. It's It's been interesting. Combat is harder, but because the hacking can take, like, half of an enemy's health, it to absolutely obliterating an enemy um and also like when the enemy explodes it can take out other enemies like the hacking definitely makes it makes up for a lot of the um like lacking in um 9s's battle although joan did tell me uh she told me to try the spear so i might try that for 9s um but yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I also really enjoyed the part where um, Adam and Eve are like sitting at that fucking giant ass table they somewhere found, and Adam is reading a book that he somehow found in a deteriorating society. And um, Eve is like, "Why do we have to wear these things on our crotches?" And Adam's like, "Because humans cover their crotches." says so right here or whatever and then like Eve is also eating an apple and he's like why do I have to eat this and he's like because it gave the humans great intelligence um that part was pretty clever and funny and like enjoyable I also like all of the um vignettes they're they almost look like they're paper cutout puppets uh that they do for like different stories so like you run into that um robot again who is decorating herself with androids and stuff the one who yells i must be beautiful um and then you find out that the reason that she's like that is because fucking jean-claude is yes but also she was in love with jean-claude and kept trying to make herself beautiful for him to the point where she turned herself into a monster and then she's like why did i do that um it was just like a super interesting very human um problem and that's that's the thing is you're slowly realizing like oh they're acting like humans um even more so than you did the first time very i don't know it's interesting to see the evolution of it like you get the you finally find out why the king is a baby in the forest realm 
um because i was like why the hell is the king a baby uh there's this funny part where we were watching them um standing around the baby and they finally figured out that the baby would never grow up because it's a robot and they're like he hasn't grown at all after these 295 years um and they're like how do we make it grow i don't know we're dumb and then they're like he sure is cute though and i'm like god this is us this is the three friends that are sitting here we're sure we're like well we fucked up and i were too dumb to figure out how to fix it but this sure is a cute little baby look at him go um it was it was pretty funny and of course i was excited to see a2 again but yeah i'm really enjoying near automata it's definitely better than that stranding game i'm gonna yell about later um and like i said now that i have items again i'm doing much better and chips that actually like my friend looked at my chips and was like huh huh and i was like listen i don't know what i'm doing uh he helped me out a little bit so thank you to him um and then I had purchased the Muppets Christmas Carol. I ordered it because it's really, really hard to find. And it's my favorite Christmas movie. Um, yeah, it's my absolute favorite. And so I found it for like $9. Um, and I ordered it. And it came like the next day. I, I didn't order next day shipping, but here it was. And we all watched that too. Um, which was fun because one of my friends hadn't seen it since he was a child. And then... Um, I pretty much know that movie by heart. <laughs> so, uh, it was a good, it was a good relaxing eve. Um, especially since, you know, it's been colder here than it normally is and it gets dark early and it's nice to just like, I've been really, really depressed. Um, so it's nice to just have like, you know, a nice warm holiday-ish night, uh, afternoon night. Um to just chill with people and uh the weird entertainment oh well k is gone k is back are you back <laughs> i can't hear you if you're back i'm just gonna finish off this statement though by saying uh where was i going with this it was a weird combo to um play near and watch it and then also watch him up it's christmas carol and that be the entertainment for the night, but it was a it was a good combo. Now I will say that Kay is gone, and I don't know if she no I'm back. Oh, she's back. Okay, <laughs> my computer had a moment. Well, I'm done with my pre-salt. Um, okay. Wait, wait. I do want to mention if you haven't watched it already, you should watch the uh, unraveled video for um, helping uh, recognize all the Fire Emblem playable characters. Oh, that came up in my suggestions on YouTube today, but I didn't watch it. It's absolutely magnificent. I okay. My friend sent me that video because we always joke about what I would be like if I was a teacher. And he's like, this is it. This is truly what you would be like if you were a teacher. And my other friend recommended um, cosplaying him. <laughs> you know, like his suit and then doing an entire segment on Kojima and piss. And I was like, this would be... A thing I would do. I would do that. With a fake mustache that was just falling off the whole time. Piss! As I yell piss. And just like smash cut to it. Like you know that like I'll be like talking perfectly normal and it smash cuts to me yelling piss over and over again. Bass boosted at the end. Yeah. That's uh. But that's my pre-salt.
explode again. Um, moving into salt. I, um, the, the Realm Reborn, at least Disciple of the Hand and Disciple of the Land story quests are really weird. They all seem to kind of like follow this sort of formula, I guess. And I, I will be honest and say that part of the problem with these quests may be that they were so boring that I skipped a lot of text. <laughs> um, Me. But it seems like a lot of them sort of a couple of quests in will just introduce a plot point out of nowhere and go like the alchemist quests are kind of the weirdest ones for this because it was like your teacher's just like really dismissive and shitty to you all the time and he like doesn't remember your name and is like you peasant go make me a thing i guess go get out of my sight and because he's busy working all the time, you see, and he never sleeps. And so they, they kind of established early on that he's like a weird mad scientist type, whatever. Uh, but then all of a sudden he's like, I'm doing this so that I can bring someone back from the dead. And I'm like, hello, can you, you should have wanted that. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> and I'm expected to just go along with this. I feel like my character would have been like, hold on, <laughs> wind it back. Um, Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. Um, the botany quest, I talked about the botanist quests when I first did these, and they definitely, like, you know, you they're just like, go collect 25 high-quality zucchinis or whatever, and then um, to kind of as you go on through this, your teacher is just like, these zucchinis will be used as an instrument of war. And I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> Bitch, what? <laughs> I was just telling my friend about how, um, so anybody who doesn't know this, my, I think it's actually a combo of probably my ADHD and uh, my dyslexia, but reading is very hard for me. Um, I, I mean, I can read, obviously. I read a lot, but it also takes a lot out of my brain. Um, just the mechanical part of it. And then in video games, I'm like, I gotta go fast, right? Because I'm playing a game. So my mind is already action-oriented, not particularly... Like, it take. I have to physically tell myself, like, Jesse, slow down and read the... Or I have to be super-duper invested in it, right? Like a good book. So I speed-read through a lot of things, and um, Kay is always making fun of me because she'll be like, Jesse, they told you this! And I'm like, I didn't read it. Um... <laughs> Or, like, I, mean, I skimmed it. It's also, like, Final Fantasy XIV has a problem with communicating things to you in text during the battle. Yeah. And, like, I've kind of gotten used to it, and I can pick up on when that happens, and I can, like, open the chat box really quick and look at it. But if you're not able to multitask to that degree, like, die, just, I guess. <laughs> exactly. And so I always, I this is what I'm comparing it to, especially for this, when you're like, what? Um that Scott Pilgrim scene where he gets that letter about the email about how he's going to be um, a battle to the death. And he's like reading it. And he's like, this is so, this is so boring. And then he just X's out of it. And then later when the evil X shows up and is like, didn't you get my email? And he's like, oh, it was boring. I didn't read it. That's, <laughs> that's fucking me all the time. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other like weird fucking DOH job quests that I saw. I haven't finished all of them yet. Um, 
I'm still in the Carpenter one, and that one kind of introduced this, like, is it friendship? Is it more than friendship between the guild leader and, like, one of the twin adder soldiers? And I'm just like, hmm. Mm. Um, not really sure what that one's all about, because, again, it's boring. I didn't read it. Um, and the... The Weaver, this one is definitely, the Weaver one is definitely introduced more organically, where you start, you get, like, commissions from a miner, um, where he's like, uh, hey, I need you to make me a pair of fancy shoes, because I, I fancy this girl, and I think that she would like me more if I had fancy shoes, because she's wealthy, and I'm not, and I'm like, whatever, and I make the fancy shoes, and he, like, puts on the shoes, and the guild leader's like, sir, you're the rest of your clothes, and it turns out he's wearing, like, a subligar and, like, one of those BDSM harnesses that you can get for, um, <laughs> D.O.W. <laughs> jobs. And he's like, what's wrong with the rest of my clothes? Okay, bye. And, and he's like, sir, please, wait. Please. <laughs> um, and so it turns out, like, he keeps going to the girl's father's, like, shop, and he chases him away because he's dressed like a fucking maniac. Um, but the girl actually really likes him, and so she, like, wants to see him more, but he's wearing these ridiculous outfits. And so finally, you and Redolent Rose, the uh, Rogan in charge of the Weaver's Guild, um, like, just Shanghai his order, and you just make him nice clothes and, like, dress him up. Um, and you're like, go follow your dreams. Go talk to your girl. Go fight for your for her for your honor or whatever. Um, so that one that one's definitely the, like the least weird because it's it's built up a bit better. The alchemist one is probably the most weird. It's tied with botany for the weirdest job quests because seriously, it comes out of nowhere where all of a sudden your mentor in the botanist guild is just like, all of these vegetables will be used to feed soldiers in the war machine. And I'm just like, ma'am. Please, I'm just trying to <laughs> harvest my crops. I, I, am, I am but a humble a farmer. Humble farmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I have to do um, the rest of them now. Uh, so I'll probably talk about this again next week, to be honest. <laughs> um, the other thing, I, ha I don't really have a ton to talk about this week, but I have noticed that I have, like, zero motivation to finish my costume for ALA. Um, I just, like, I don't want to work... And it's not just that costume, it's like I don't want to work on any costume. I don't want to do fucking anything. I'm not sure if this has to do with the seasons, if it's, like, a seasonal affective disorder kind of symptom. It's hard for me to really tell. Um, Maybe you but also have um, art block. It could Sometimes be art block feels like that like i just have no motivation to work on my art yeah and it's not just that either it's just like i'm not particularly motivated to do a lot of things even like it's like i want to play a video game and then i get into 14 and i'm like i don't want to do anything <laughs> that's a mood that's a mood right now i just want to sleep <laughs> so um, not really sure how to fix that. I will report back if I find anything that works. Um, oh, there is one thing I've been motivated to do, which is cook for myself. So that's good, at least. At least Aww. the one thing that I am motivated to do is, like, good for me. Um. Yeah. But I, I think 
going into, I've been thinking about it a little bit, and I think going into 2020, I'm going to scale back the amount of costumes I tried to do. I made quite a few costumes this year. Granted, two of them were like, a couple, not all of them were built from the ground up, right? Mm. But still, I made quite a few costumes this year, and I tried to make a lot of costumes that have not been finished. And I think maybe I'm kind of burning myself out trying all, to finish all these projects. So maybe I'll scale it back to like three or four a year and see if that helps. Um, Burnout is also definitely a real... A yeah, real and I mean, I, it's like I got a full-time job and plenty of hobbies and I don't... And trying to juggle them all might be contributing to my burnout. So I'm just going to fucking dial it back a little bit. Try to think about, like, what's actually realistic for me to complete in the space of a year. Um, I do already have plans for, like, what I want to do next year. Um, and I'm trying to, like, pare those down a little bit. Um, so, hopefully... The, the one costume I'm like... I mean, maybe this will change uh, next year when I actually get started on it. But the one costume I did really want to do, which I've talked about doing before, not on the podcast, but like just in general, would be Raido Kuzunoha from uh, Devil Summoner, which is a very old Shin Megami Tensei spinoff <laughs> that I haven't played in a very long time. Um, I don't know if you saw it when you were here, but I have a little plushie of like a, a little black and white demon guy with a hat and a cape. And that's yeah, you like, specifically <laughs> showed him to me. Oh yeah, because I, I, I love him so much. Him. Yeah. <laughs> That's Raiho from uh, Devil Summoner. In, De in Devil Summoner, there's a Jack Frost type of demon. Um, mm -hmm. Have you played Persona or anything like that at all? I don't remember. Yes. Yes. So the Jack Frost demon that you can get from Persona. Um, mm -hmm. There's one specifically that dresses up like Raido and wants to be him and like take over his his place and ascend to main character. Uh, and he calls himself Raiho. Um, and so you, like, fight him, and he's, like, a special demon you can get. And that plushie came with the special edition of the second game. Um, but, yeah, that's essentially the outfit, is, like, little cape and the, like, Japanese old-school schoolboy uniform and hat. Um, so that'll be fun. And I'll carry around my son with me, because I have to. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> um, but, uh, that might be, like, my one big costume for next year. Where And I do, like, maybe one or two other small ones that don't require quite as much creative bandwidth. Um, some of my friends are just machines, and I think part of, that was part of the, what was contributing to my burnout. I was like, well, all my friends are churning out, like, five, six costumes a year. Why can't I? Well, your friends' work schedules are different than yours. That's why. Yeah. Um, and maybe your friends are just, like, super motivated to craft, and you're not. It's, it happens. Everybody's different, as it turns out. And you shouldn't compare yourself to others. That's your and there's like, that's your PSA for today. <laughs> there's like the physical time. Like some people are just faster than others at certain things, and that's that's just life. Yeah, like, and it's worth noting that some of my co not all of my cosplayer friends, but some of my cosplayer friends are like also professional seamstresses. Yeah, so, so obviously they're fast at it. <laughs> exactly, because even like even. I like especially in the art community there's some people I know who just go back and churn out work and also it's like the difference between people I know who are full-time artists who can stay up 
all night and churn out work versus like I have to go work my shitty job and then I'm tired when I come home from my shitty job and then I have to get up. So like that that drawing time gets much more shortened. There's just there's just stuff that makes everybody's schedules and how fast they get stuff done and how much they can get done different, but it doesn't make anybody less valid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think I need to like shut up my lizard brain about that particular aspect. Like, cause I know that it's just, you know, mm. be, life do be like that sometimes, I guess. Sometimes you got to yell at the brain gremlin. Yeah. The brain, the mind goblins, they take it's over. The mind goblins. They're <laughs> screaming and you just have to be like, you just got to beat them back with a broom made of like, like logic. You're like, here's my logic broom. I'm here to defeat you. And then you just smack them. <laughs> Um, I did think about whether or not I wanted to drop out of the ALA cosplay contest and I haven't, I, I, I still want to be in the cosplay contest. I want to have the experience of competing at a big convention out of state. Um, Mm. I'm also a little bit afraid of looking like a coward if I back out of it. (laughs) So, um, I'm going to keep working on the costume. Um, and just, I, I had a plan for another costume that I was going to do for ALA and I'm going to put that aside, um, and just work on high health. Hi, Elf Archer, and wear costumes that are already finished to ALA. Mm. Maybe overhaul and Link so that I only have to bring, like, one extra small pair of shoes. Because Hi, Elf Archer and Link are going to have the same base boots, and I just put boot covers over them. Um, Practical packing issues. Um, I love how, also, I'm over here nodding, and I realize you can't see me nodding. So (laughs) it's it's just like you're greeted to silence, but I'm nodding. So I just want you to know. Um, but yeah, just kind of like cool it, just fucking chill out, man. Um, and I still have until like the beginning of January, like the the first week of January to finish this costume. So I think it's too early for me to really like drop out. Um, I think I can get it done in the span of about a month and some change. I just need to work on it a little bit every day or a lot of bit, a couple of days a week. I do have a four-day weekend this week, so I'm thinking I will be able to get some stuff done, especially if I'm not, like, dying to play Final Fantasy XIV, which has definitely stopped me from crafting a couple of times, Um, because I'm just like, Ishgard Restoration, but now I'm kind of like, I need a break from uh, that, although I did promise my, my, my buddies that I would do, say, not say Ryu, Shinryu EX this weekend um but that's you know you hop on for a couple of hours on saturday it's a little bit different um but yeah that's i guess that's my that thank you for coming to my ted talk i kind of rambled a little bit but that's what's up with me lately i guess (laughs) okay i uh don't have a four-day weekend because they're like, oh, isn't it so sad that you're missing work on Thursday and Friday because of the holiday? Here, have a Saturday shift. And I'm like, thanks. An avocado. Thanks, I hate thanks. it. It's like, I don't make enough money to live. So, like, why even... That that whatever dollars isn't going to change my life that much. Just let me... Just let me have the break, ma'am. Like, I... I, I Anyway, that's that's 
separate but I also think it's kind of funny because it's like oh here have this hour these hours as if you make enough money to do anything um I I'm not bitter I'm just bitter uh also in continuing me to be bitter uh PG and E fucking sucks I didn't actually lose power thank goodness but the normal ass wins the normal ass wins of this even the newscaster was like these are perfectly normal wins no matter what pg and e says about it that's what the weatherman said um the weatherman was like which is this fucking bullshit he <laughs> absolutely was like these are the normal ass wins of this year um and they were like oh yeah we might be cutting off power and just today i shelved a paper that was talking about um, how the poor in NorCal are super suffering in the wake of the last power outages. They haven't recovered. And, like, our, like we were lucky enough to be able to afford to get some food after, um, but, like, not everybody had that opportunity, and all their food was bad. It was just gone. Um, yeah, so they just so, didn't eat. Like, yeah. that's the sad reality of life in America, TM. And so it's just frustrating because they won't update the infrastructure and then they shut off power as a way to stop fires, even though during the power shutoff, PG&E started another fire. So it doesn't even fucking work. It just, like, costs everyone money except for Except for the CEOs. Yeah. And, like, PG&E... Precious, precious bonus. ...tried to charge us for... um, the uh power that we didn't have so that's interesting also when didn't, we didn't the government slapped them down for that though i thought i read about that i i don't I know don't that i mean we they put they in the end they ended up not charging people because how could you possibly do that because i think I, the government i, I might be wrong but i feel like the government was like hey fuck that yeah <laughs> um Secondly, uh, so we tried, there was a form, we, we filed a form about the food we lost to be reimbursed, to which they told us you were part of the planned outages, so you knew they were coming, so you can't um, you be reimbursed for this initially. food. But I wasn't. Yes, I know. We had this argument. I'm fucking so angry about this. The, y'all, I was like, okay, I hope people are ready for more PG&E salt. And Kay is like, well, if they're not, they better be, because I'm fucking so angry about this. We were not part of the planned outages um, we were outside of the area of the planned outages. That's why we were surprised when our power went out. Um, and then it was out for two days before they added us to the planned outages. That's fucking bullshit. You can't then tell me that I was prepared for my food to go bad. I was not. So th- that's ridiculous. But they won't reimburse us. And it drives me fucking up the wall. Um, I'm particularly angry about it. Uh, because it sucked, and also, that was a lot of food that got wasted, and also money for us that was basically wasted. Um, because I don't like wasting food, and I don't like wasting money, it turns out. Uh, and I know that you will roll this podcast back, and you will say, but Jesse, you paid $8 for a Nicolas Cage reversible sequent pillowcase for your friend for Christmas. Was that not a waste of money? And I say to you, listen, 
the pure joy that I will see upon my friend's face is priceless. Um, and so it was not a waste of money. Uh, That's but what gifts yeah, are different. they're absolutely different. And it's like, I can't afford basically, as I, as I said, I make $645 a month. The $45 comes from my patrons and then the $600 comes from my work. That's how much money I make. What am I to do with that? I, that does, that's not even enough to cover rent, let alone utilities. So I pay for my gas and my other stuff. And like, when I go out to eat and blah, 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 take care of all of that. Like I can't pay for rent or utilities. So the rest of that sad money goes to making other people happy because it makes me happy. Um, and also coffee. God, I love coffee. <laughs> Gotta have your vices. My vices. Coffee. Um, the other piece of capitalism, pre-salt. I, I wish that Jake could just base boost me yelling about capitalism right there because, like, <laughs> capitalism. Um, I... I feel like my poor coworkers just hear me yell about it like way too much. Um, but like, cause they'll be like, why is this like this? And then I'll give them the entire history of why this is like this from the industrial, the beginning of the industrial era onwards. And they'll be like, okay, but I didn't actually want to know why this is like this. Um, the other thing is Disney, uh, di so I look, I kept looking to see if this is true, but it seems like it is true. It doesn't matter because Disney has actually done stuff that, like this before, um, where they uh, claimed all of those Baby Yoda gifts um, as a copyright strike and had them taken down. Um, it's fucking bullshit. Like, people are already paying for your stupid fucking streaming service that is r a ridiculous invention because you already have more money than anyone could possibly spend as a company and a monopoly over the entertainment industry that is disgusting and continues to grow but it seems like people don't care because they want their Star Wars and their Marvel movies. And I have feelings about that. Um, no matter how much of a, like, Marvel or Star Wars fan, it's really soured me on it. Like, I, I hate that company so much that it's just kind of like, I don't want to see the new Star Wars movie. I don't care about Mandalorian. I'm not paying for your streaming service. It's just not happening. Um, and Disney has a history of doing this, even though it was probably not costing them any money to have fucking baby so Yoda gets but copyright I strikes heard, and I can't verify this uh, but I heard that it's possible that maybe it was less Disney issuing copyright strikes and more that Giphy was afraid of copyright strikes and took them down on their own initiative which is also a problem related to the to the problem that you're talking about but just so that nobody comes for us it is possible that no actual cease and desist letters were sent yeah But the thing about it that's kind of wild to me is that Disney is Disney. Well, this is why I was like, I went down the rabbit hole about it. But like Disney as yeah, a company has have. done stuff like this before. <laughs> so it wouldn't. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me in much shittier ways. Um, and like this isn't like some like, oh, outrage culture thing. I just hate that company. Um, fuck. I forgot to talk about in the pre-salt the glory of um elon musk's fucking uh car debunk okay listen if you didn't watch the video so my friend didn't watch the video i had to or, or not watch the video but she didn't hear anything about it because she just kind of like saw his name and then x out to be honest um, so 
it is a valid response. So she, I told her, and then she was like, yes. Um, essentially, he presents this new ugly-ass Cybertruck, um, and he's like, the it's, you know, it's super sturdy, has his assistant beat the shit out of it with a sledgehammer. Everything's good. And then he's like, and bulletproof super windows. And um, his assistant goes to throw this, like, metal ball at the window to prove how the windows won't break and it smashes the window in a perfect ball shape to which um elon musk out loud like goes oh my god and then they do it again but softer and it still smashes and now there's like two circular smash shapes next to each other in the glass he's like this didn't happen in testing and i like i wouldn't get such is the word scheudenfrata um like yeah, from the whole situation, except that Elon Musk is a terrible person. And you can be, people are like, oh, he's a genius. That's why he's built his company. No, he's not. His parents had money, so he has money. And he's also an awful person and doesn't also, really have ethical I just factory want to point practices. Out, having shadow so resistant just... glass in the windows of your car is a fucking horrible idea. What if that fancy truck that looks like a, like a model out of fucking yeah. Star Fox for the Super Nintendo? goes into a ditch with a bunch of water in it and you can't break the windows from the inside you will die in that truck like (laughs) yeah in that ugly ass truck knowing your sins car windows are breakable because you need to be able to get out through them in an emergency i just don't understand it's like it's and like the worst part about this is I enjoyed him looking like an idiot, but him looking like an idiot, like they're like, oh, a six percent drop in his stocks. It did not touch his fortune. He still has more money. A blip on the radar. Yeah, he still has more money than any human being could possibly spend. Like it's ridiculous, and it makes me so angry. Like I know I sound like a French Revolution peasant, but listen, I'm mad about it. Um, but I did have a brief moment of joy. But I am a French revolutionary peasant. <laughs> but I did have that slight moment of joy when I, when it just, oh, the pure art of, oh my god, as it shatters his unshatterable window is just gorgeous. Um, that car is so ugly, too. Uh, it looks like, like I said, it looks like when, um, I said Star Fox from uh, the Super Nintendo, but I was kind of referring to that genre of, in time period of game where they were just transitioning into yes. 3D, like, and everything was just like, like, I saw, I saw a Photoshop where they made, it uh, looked like Porygon from Pokemon and like, like Yeah, because it, I mean, basically it looked like a low poly disaster, um, made of steel. It was like the most unattractive looking truck it didn't look very aerodynamic either and also i hate elon musk um the only thing the only remotely neutral thing i can come up with about it is that it was less expensive than i was expecting it to be which isn't saying much because i was expecting it to cost six figures and it was like it was still ungodly expensive but would you like a hideous (laughs) truck for an ungodly amount of money um if I'm gonna drive. If I'm gonna spend a ton of money on a car, yeah. What's the point? What's the point, Todd Howard? Um, my last piece of salt. I saved this for last because I want people to have the ability to skip to the timestamp um, where the imported salt starts if they don't want to hear me, or like when I'm done with this rant, if they don't want to hear me talk about it, 
because there might be some spoilers for that stranding game. Um, like, and it's, I won't spoil the, I'm sorry, snowplow is coming snow plow. Just like, <laughs> there's so much happening outside my window. Um, so I won't spoil the end of the game for y'all, uh, even the people who have probably, because the ending honestly did not surprise me. I was not shocked. I was not like, oh, that's so clever. I was not like, it wasn't even like compared to some of the other shit. I was, it was at the same level for me as like, like the surprise twist in Metal Gear Solid 5. You're like, like, that was surprising to me, but when everything you make is like that, then people stop being surprised when you... Yeah, you kind of start to pick up on yeah. things. Um, so, I won't talk about the ending, because it was stupid, but also not as stupid as it could have been. Um, I am going to talk specifically, starting now as the timestamp, um, timestamp to... Insert timestamp here. If you don't want to hear me talk about the mama chapter... Um, we're going to talk about Mama because I screamed. I screamed. Okay. So Mama as it- So I also, I want to just put out there, I don't know what you're talking about because I've avoided everything to do with that stranding. So this is going to be enlightening. Okay. I sort of sent you a message about screaming about it in the night, but yes. here's, here's. But I did not ask follow-up because questions. I just made a confused face in the chat. Because God help me. <laughs> um, okay, so Mama. What a lovely name for a character that he's already used. I mean, technically her name was Big Mama, but like, Mama. Yeah, it's better. not really good whenever you reduce your character down to like, that to mother um because he definitely has the like mother virgin horror trope going on um in this too oh god there is one part i will also spoil where uh a girl that looked too young to be this man's fiance um threw a uh fuck what do you call those things like the um hourglass on the ground, shattering it, saying the only time I want to spend is with you. <laughs> I was. That's inc- that's amazingly uh, it's, corny. It's a it's a wild time, let me tell you. Anyway, so we get some the the naming. And that's just talk me talking about how ham fisted the fucking writing in this is. It's like he doesn't trust the audience to know how clever he is, so he has to tell you how clever he is. Characters will introduce themselves, like Higgs, who says like. I'm Higgs, you know, the god particle. And it's like, this would be clever if you just let him be called Higgs and not mention that he was the god particle, but you felt the need to remind me how clever you are and that you know stuff. His entire, this, the entirety of Death Stranding is like that. Um, but we get to the Mama chapter and you meet Mama and there was that trailer with the ghost breastfeeding that we, um, talked about before where you sort of see that, um, Mama is called Mama because she has a child. Um, but that child is a BT, but the BT isn't trying to hurt her. It's just connected to her. Uh, it's physically connected to her. Um, and that's why they, you know, call her mama, uh, because that's her daughter. Except, except, um, you meet mama, you realize she can't let go of this child, even though Norman Reedus is like, you realize that your child isn't here anymore. Like you can't go on like this basically. And mama, mama's like, mind your business, David. Um, and so he goes somewhere else because he, f- he finds out, uh, oh wait, we'll, 
we'll we'll continue with the mama thread. So she tells him that she was in the hospital. She lost her baby when um, she was in the hospital waiting for her C-section. As you do, she's ready to pop and a um, void out happened and it collapsed the hospital onto people inside um, and it collapsed her, it collapsed onto her. And so at first I was like, oh, so that killed the baby. No, 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 no. The, the baby didn't die there. Apparently she gave birth, maybe it died in the womb. It was very confusing because she says that she gave birth right there in the rubble. Um, but she couldn't see her, which led to the world's most uncanny valley faces in the flashback. Um, but she gives birth there in the rubble, but instead of bringing in life, she brought in death. Um, her words, not mine. And uh, she sees the baby as like a BT coming up from her stomach and floating into the sky. And for some reason, giving birth in the rubbles, the baby dying saved her life in a way that I don't really understand because at that point I was leaving my body. Um, but saved her life so she feels responsible so you're like okay this is why she's trapped to her child i hate this but it's not as much as i could hate it um then you find out uh surprise mama has a twin sister um so mama made the hardware for the like little uh i forget what it's called the thing that he's using to connect the chiral network um but her twin sister i think their names are like langan and mangan um her twin sister uh, made the software and like her twin sister looks exactly like her except her hair is down and she they have different color eyes uh, one has green eyes and one has blue eyes um, and she made the uh, software for that and so um, Norman Reedus has to take the hardware for the new chiral network thing and have it uh, like the stuff updated mama doesn't want to see her sister for reasons that they're about to tell us, it is revealed that um, when you return to Mama, that uh, that is not her child that died in the rubble. Well, it is her child. Basically, what happened is that um, her sister uh, fell in love with a man, and he died. <laughs> Let's put a pin in that. Her and her sister both have um, reproductive problems. Uh, mama's eggs don't work, but her uterus is fine. And Langan, I can't, or maybe she's Mangan. It's hard because they're Langan and Mangan or something. Um, Sounds like names that a child would come up with for their imaginary friends. I don't know. Uh, let's call her, let's call her um, Code Girl. So Mama and Code Girl, because the other girl works on code, um, theoretical physics. So Code Girl has eggs that work, but her uterus doesn't work. So um, that's important information. Now we're going to go back to the pin I pinned with the fact that um, Code Girl fell in love with a guy who died. She falls into a depression, and Mama's worried that her sister will kill herself if um, like, left to her devices. So she goes to her sister, like any normal sister to comfort her except here's where any normal sister relationship stops because she says in her exact words let's have a baby what the fuck okay but what the fuck continues because you follow down that thread they took the dead man's sperm 
And like, I realize that they froze the eggs in the sperm because they talk about this a little bit later to protect biodiversity since people are dying at an alarming rate and a lot of people died in the Death Stranding. So they want to preserve them to continue the human race. So that man put his sperm into a frozen, like frozen state with the intent of it being used someday probably, but probably not by his girlfriend when he died to have a baby. Um, and by like with her sister and like I I realize that that doesn't sound weird people carry their siblings children all the time for whatever reasons but it's weird because of how they keep calling it like the baby our daughter oh you are our daughter and then they also like the let's have a baby thing we had a baby it's the phrasing that's just really bad and i don't know if this is a translation thing or if kojima just doesn't understand siblings which seems to be a thing because his weird sibling relationships are a continuing thread it this is me going absolutely ape shit um but his weird sibling family relationships are a continuing thread if anybody remembers um the relationship between um uh Otacon and his little sister which i know that she wasn't his biological sister but it's still weird i i mean he is she his half sister half sister yes so he same dad yeah so they have the same dad it was still weird because they used to play house and be mom and dad and there's like the whole there's a whole sub thing going on there that's awkward this is like that where it's like not directly outright bad but it's also bad um it's bad it's just not good uh but like you you can't it's more about the language that they use than necessarily the actual thing that happened because like i said people um what like carry their siblings babies all the time for them uh or like give someone an egg if their child wants to have or their sister wants to have kids or whatever or their brother wants to have kids but he's in a gay marriage so they're like well if you give me a sperm i'll carry the child to term or whatever like that happens but it was the phrasing and the weird relationship that these siblings have um and it gets worse so uh mama decides like that her sister hates her, but it turns out her sister doesn't. But her mama's, like, ready to um, separate from her baby that isn't her baby so that she can go see her sister. Um, so she makes out of uh, Norman Reedus's blood this knife that's gold. And uh, it can cut um, umbilical cords uh, for, like, basically it can cut strands. Um, and you can use it as a weapon against the BTs. So she's like, cut our bond. Uh, I want to say that this is a continuing theme throughout this game of um, women telling Norman Reedus to do something for them, literally handing their agency over to Norman Reedus. I don't think it was an intentional writing device. It's just clearly the writing device of a man who doesn't give a shit about women unless they're some kind of mother figure or a sex symbol. Like, that, that is just the way it is. Like, it is, it is the person who put no thought and so the kind of women that they write. Um, and But anyway, she physically hands him this thing, which is another, another thing that happens later, um, and tells him to cut the cord, so he cuts it. And she's separated from the baby. Um, and she's not doing too well, because, that, because of stuff you find out later, but also because the baby was, like, keeping her 
tied here for complication reasons. Um, but he puts her in the human body bag because uh, that's how you have to transport people, whether they're alive or dead. They put them in a body bag and then you carry them around on your backpack. Um, you literally like zip them up. It's a whole thing. It looks terrible. It would sure be terrifying to be in that situation. Oh, it absolutely would be, especially because you watch Norman Reedus like fall and you're like, well, all their bones are broken. Um, but she gets carried to her sister and her sister's like, I'm not mad at you. Like, you know, the whole conversation as they hold each other. And it's really awkward. I, you have to watch it to get the full, but I also don't want you to watch it because I didn't want to watch it, but I was there and I was going to get to the end of this game. And I did, by the way, I've seen all of the stranding. So you can scream at me about terrible stuff you've seen. I've seen it all. Um, and so they're holding each other and then, um, the mama promptly dies um, because they cut the strand from between her and the baby. So mama's dead, um, but her soul doesn't leave because I'm tortured. Her and her sister are like, we're com- basically Kojima wrote them so they're two parts of one whole like they're twins it's all the magic twin things like they can sense each other they blah 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 you know the twin lore um so beyond two souls logic yes exactly so they combo into one person because then code girl has two different colored eyes and she can talk through the voice of mama and like mama's still there also I hate this, but you know how Mama has the, you know how you have the, I forget what the word, the thing they call it, but it's like the little Pixar lamp that tells you when something is coming, when the BTs are around. Hers only has like three little things. It looks kind of like a wing. A ghost image of that wing shows up when Mom is talking inside her sister. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a thing that happened. Also, um, Mama's body doesn't deteriorate because it turns out that her ha and her ka were separated. Um, her physical form and her soul form or something like that, which it gets confusing later because there's another character whose ha and ka are separated and like of a walking, talking version of her exists in both the beach and also the world um that they live in but like when um mama separates like her body is basically just frozen and it freezes in time and it doesn't necrotize like the other bodies um and so of course norman reedus has to carry that shit all the way to a scientist whose name is Hartman. This is the funniest thing to me. His name is Hartman. He has a heart-shaped heart, and he um, lives in this fortress in the side of a mountain that you can see a heart-shaped lake out of the out, outside his window. It's a heart-shaped heart. Yeah. So there is this is an actual disease, um, but it's when your heart looks like a Valentine's heart. It's shaped like. The symbolic. Oh, it sounds like it'd be really bad for you. It is, and he is sick. So this is an actual disease, and he is sick. Um, and he goes into cardiac. But I think he causes himself to go into cardiac arrest. Basically, he goes into cardiac arrest every twenty-seven minutes, and then dies for a second. And while he dies, he goes to the beach to look for his family who died, and then he gets yeeted back into his physical body because um, it restarts his heart. Um, 
And so he has to stay in like a particular pace and he has all this stuff around him and he has an alarm that tells him he needs to lay down because he's about to, his heart's about to stop. Um, but he's like the number one uh, person who studies the beach because he goes there all the time when he's dying. Um, but so Norman Reedus takes the body to, of Mama to him and they like unzip it and for some reason she's naked now. Like I realize that like... Because she had clothes on when she died. And she was wearing a tank top. And I understand that they're analyzing the body because it's not necrotizing. But they didn't even analyze it that much. They unzipped it so that I could see... I didn't see her nipples, but I could see her titties. And I was like, I really don't want to look at a dead woman's titties. Like, here, this this is something I just don't need in my life. And they just left it open. And I just was like, what does this, what does this add to the plot? This fucking character existed to be a mom, be weird, and then fucking die. Um, and then have her t- body titties looked at in death. Um, it was bad. It, there's, a, there's a lot of female characters that are the, probably the one that's the least terrible is Fragile. And that one's still terrible. Um, yeah, because her name's Fragile. Her name's Fragile. And she has this whole thing about how I'm fragile, but not that fragile. Um, it's still bad, Kojima. And also, something else happens to her where they, like, because of a man, essentially. She has a terrible um, relationship with a man, put a bag over her head, and made her walk out into the rain so that her body aged, but her face was still okay. And, like, ruined her life by making her carry a nuke into the city without her knowing. And she caused a void out, and she feels terrible. Like, her whole backstory isn't that great either, but Mama's is really bad. Um, and the other one that I don't particularly care for is uh, the other main character, Amelie. Um, and I can't say anything more about that because that is the entire ending of the game. But I, w- I did just want to talk about this chapter because it particularly made me go, what the fuck? I almost stopped watching, but I had to know where the ghost came from. Um, and it wasn't even that great. And the last, like, the last two hours of the, like, cutscene game, because I skipped around a lot of the gameplay because I didn't care that much, although there are a lot of Easter eggs in there, so if you do care, check it out. Um, but, like, the last two hours was an info dump um, about what the entire game meant. Smiles into the camera. So... <sighs> that's the uh that's the oh i just realized jake but jake told us he he just finished the mama um because i just realized this would be spoilers for jake who's playing this game currently but he said he finished the mama chapter didn't he i think he did so he knows about the mama thing um I'm sorry if you love this chapter, Jake, but it really just made me go, what the fuck? And nothing afterwards even made me go, what the fuck? This was, like, the main what the fuck. Nothing could... Like, this was just the grossest part to me, and the rest of it was just like, yeah, this might as well happen. Um, (laughs) But... I I honestly feel like Kojima needs somebody to stop him. Yeah. Like, there's been a lot of, like, auteur video game directors that have been this way. I also feel this way about Suda51 after I played um, Killer is Dead. I was like, somebody needed to stop Suda before this happened. Um, And so now Kojima is definitely at that point where somebody to say, no, Kojima, that's fucking stupid. 
he needs additional writers on his team. Like, there's... This, Metal Gear has always kind of been bad, but, like, enjoyable. You know? Yeah. Like, I would not say that Metal Gear Solid 1 has a good story, but goddamn did I love it. You know? Yeah, and so, it had, like, enough... It had enough playfulness that the weird part about it didn't, like... This was very much like M. Night Shyamalan, I've made a twist yeah. ending, except he's done it so much that, like, it doesn't even matter, and also he's not that clever, and also he needs to tell you how clever he is, and he ties himself in knots with how clever he is, um, and it doesn't even matter. A lot of characters end up not mattering in the end, which is interesting. You're like, why did I go through all of this? Like, this character doesn't mean anything, and now they're gone. What was the point? Um, I would also like to complain that uh, Kojima did a lot to market the hell out of Mess Mickelson being in this game, and he was, like, barely in it. Barely in it. Guillermo's character is in it more. Um, who isn't even vo- voiced by Guillermo? He's voiced by some yeah. other person. Uh, well, but- I just looked up that Heartman character, and he's his face capture is uh, Refn, but he's voiced by somebody else as well. So I guess that's yeah. not necessarily unusual. Um, and it has been the case in other games as well, where they have some famous actor yeah. doing the voice or doing the face of a character, and then they voiced him with somebody else. Um, but Mess Mickelson, I mean, Mess Mickelson is voiced by Mess Mickelson, but he is yeah. not. In and the- so is uh, Norman Sam Reedus. By yeah. Norman Reedus. Um, but uh, yeah, I was pretty disappointed about the amount of mess. It wasn't as much mess as I wanted. Um, you've lied to me, Kojima. <laughs> In more ways than one, but anyway, he has a crush. He has he has a crush. Um, so is another character. We find out later uh, because it isn't a Kojima game without a man saying that he loves another man, but no homo. Um, and also, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil any of the ending for people who have made it to the Mama chapter, but not any farther than that. Um, we can talk about it after we stop recording. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely talk about it after we stop recording. Um, but that, you can end the timestamp here. Um, I'm done talking about that Stranding game for now. Until, I don't know, I scream about it in like some other place where people, where I can drop spoilers. Um, but for right now... just go apeshit one day and start posting spoilers to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about the ending of that Stranding game. Well, like I told you, though, the very ending of that game just made me go, this might as well happen. Like, that's where I was at the end of it. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my salt. All right. Well, then let's move into the imported salt. I can hear the... I think they're putting down salt now in my parking lot. I can hear some kind of weird noise outside. I'm so sorry, Jake. They're literally... I, I know that my... My audacity picked that up a little bit, but <laughs> um, literally um, salting their salt. They're literally importing salt. That was the joke. It took me eighty-four <laughs> years to get there. Um, imported salt. The first one comes from Dex at ninety-nine Dexterity. Hey, y'all. Been a bit, and while I don't have any real salt, I was listening to this week's episode and related to something. You guys mentioned taking a break from one project, be it a drawing or a cosplay, to work on another. Recently, my local tournament venue started running what I consider to be too many damn fighting games, TM. So I'm constantly finding myself taking a break from practicing one to practice another. All the while, Outworlds glares at me from the shelf like the damn Eye of Sauron, trying to tempt me to play more. It's mighty good, but I gotta practice. Also started reading comics again. Comics are good, y'all. 
Yeah, they sure are. Sometimes. Oh, we're and now we've got um, Michael Pren at Michael underscore Pren. We I finally get. Uh, oh no, we didn't get an answer to the ring. Um, so for additional info on the snake and skull ring, there was no additional info for me either. It was so weird. As far as I know, it's not a gang thing unless it's a vampire game. It was exceedingly strange. And I put a note in here because when I read this, I did a quick Google search for like snake and skull meaning and like stuff like that. And I I found more questions, but no answers. I found some place saying that a snake crawling out of the eye socket of a skull was a symbol of wisdom or something like that. That doesn't really answer the question of why this man had a snake ring that he was willing to just fucking give you. Um, because it's fucking cursed. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I think you might have found a vampire gang. Yeah, this definitely like, was a vampire this is gang. Some, this is some Lost Boys shit right here. Also, because your name is Michael, and like the main character of Lost Boys' name is also Michael. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Michael. Um, yeah, that's fucking weird. I Yeah. I I can't think I mean, I don't I'm not really up to date on my gang signs, but I'm pretty sure that the skull and snake is not really like one used in most American gangs, at least in my area. So it has to be vampires, right? Like that's yeah. the logical conclusion. I mean the logical <laughs> conclusion is definitely vampires. Oh, God, could you Unless there's some some new gang coming up that are just calling themselves fucking Death Eaters. Death Eaters! (laughs) In which case, you probably don't want to tangle up with those guys. I mean, you probably didn't want to tangle with them if they were vampires either, but you definitely don't want to tangle with them if they're Death Eaters. I don't know why we use the word tangle, but all I can think of is, you don't want to tussle with me. Beyblade, (laughs) let it rip. We Uh, uh, step back in time for a second there. Yeah. Oh, that's all all we got. That's our show. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter as at FilthyWizard, and on Twitch and Instagram as FilthyMagicUser. You can find me on Twitter as HumanityUpgrade, and on Instagram as CrowfeatherCosplay. You can find uh, our wayward co-host and editor, Jake, on Twitter as Jake underscore Lionheart, and you can find the podcast on Twitter as PodcastSalt. Um, you can find our podcast anywhere you get podcasts, including Spotify, iTunes, Fireside, The Works. Um, if you like our show and would like to consider donating to, like, helping us out, consider donating to our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com slash salt report. And remember, kids, the Christmas horse says bundle up. It's getting cold. <laughs> good night. Good night. I to say good night, but it's not night. Well, it is for us, but, like, 